Hello, everybody. This is the Chini Maji Podcast. Yes. We're back by Impact Africa Network. So you're listening to Mark and Mumbi. Yeah, happy 2019. Um, yeah, it's uh, excited to be to be back in uh, the hot seat, if you will. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I was going to talk about some of the incidents that happened this past week uh, in, uh, in our city, in our town. And um, just uh, not the best uh, way to start the year, but um, you know we'll soldier we'll soldier on. Uh, Nairobi is a very resilient uh, town, uh, amazing people in the city. So, yeah, you know, just onward, onwards and upwards. It's a it's a sad situation that happened, but um, yeah, I think that's the less we say about that, the better. Yeah, um, but then I'd also want to add uh, our condolences to, of course, the IDEP team and the family for Jason Spindler. I got to spend a day with him in a conference and he's an amazing person with amazing dreams and was working to make you know life easier for local entrepreneurs and just entrepreneurs trying to do amazing things in Africa so of course definitely our condolences as impact Africa yeah that's that's a good one um, and, 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 and anybody else who lost a friend or colleague family member <clears throat> through uh, the events this last week you know our heart our, our hearts go out to you and and uh, you yeah, know our thoughts and, and prayers as well um, so yeah. But yeah, I mean, 2019 is here and has been here for some time. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, it's date 16. It's wait, date wait, it's not even 16. 17. 17. Yeah. Oh. So, so yeah, I mean, if, you're, if you don't have your run, running shoes on yet, man, you need to get them on. Strap on. Because yeah. <laughs> before you know it, it'll be Easter. Ah. <laughs> I know. But they, and this year is actually moving way, way fast. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess it's because we're busy, because we're... We're jumping on as Impact Africa. We're getting started with our first cohort soon, and it's getting so it's getting super fast, super exciting. Yeah, quite yeah. busy, quite busy. But yeah, I mean, coming out of uh, last year, we <clears throat> we just published our accelerator perception report, the study that we did in December 2018, mm-hmm. um, and quite an interesting report, yeah. I would say, quite an interesting kind of like uh, insights that came out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, the way this came about was Mumbi and I were, <coughs> as entrepreneurs usually do, you start asking yourself, am I, am I insane? Same, Why yeah. am I doing this? Yeah, and we're actually now in the process of, you know, starting the conversations with different startups. And then we just sat and asked ourselves, do people even care about accelerating? What, what are we doing? So we're like, okay, let's go back to basics. Let's go back to basics. Yeah. And, you know, going back to basics is... is, is uh, speaking to your to your customer base so yep. to speak right uh spending you know really kind of interrogating uh your your potential market mm-hmm. and getting a sense of okay where are people at so in in uh in in in, in i guess uh, uh pure startup fashion we went back to the drawing board and said hey we need to kind of ask people if they even care how they feel about accelerators exactly yeah so so yeah we just um <clears throat> created this uh, five-question survey, mm-hmm. and the idea was, at that point, we were a bit paranoid about <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh, the timeliness or even the appetite for one more accelerator in Nairobi. And, 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 and to be fair, we, we, we don't like that word accelerator, right? Yeah, we've it's, been working actively to figure out what are the name expresses what you're doing, <laughs> and we're just still coming back to that. And, yeah. and, and, and the fact of the matter is we, call, we, we are basically are an ecosystem capacity building yeah. Uh, accelerator program. So the ecosystem capacity building part is not just words, it's actually mm-hmm. stuff that we, we do actively, right? Because yeah. uh, the acceleration of startups is one thing, but creating an environment where they can actually um, improve their survivability and access resources 
matters, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, and, and that's what is the magic behind the more advanced ecosystems, right? Mm-hmm. Like Silicon Valley has created this environment where even though you have YC, mm-hmm. YC could not be as successful as it was if it was somewhere in the middle of the desert or, or take any other city almost around the world, right? Mm-hmm. Because they have that infrastructure of talent, they have that infrastructure of investors, mm-hmm. they have that infrastructure of professional services, legal, mm-hmm. financial, uh, finance people, yeah. uh, HR people who can actually bridge the gap for startups. So mm-hmm. there's this network Right, that enables that place mm-hmm. to actually produce the results. Exactly. It's not just about capital. It's mm-hmm. not just about talented entrepreneurs. It's not just about any one of those things, but it's the network yep. that makes a difference. And so that's why as Impact Africa Network, we're in the business of building, building and enabling yep. network. And that's the ecosystem capacity building part. It's very intentional. And uh, yeah, so that's what we do. Yeah, 100%. So going into some of the five questions that we, we, we were looking to ask a couple of people. So what we did was um, we sat down and actually had to figure out, okay, we don't want to make this thing bulky. So which five questions are going to make sense and how do we put this so that we, we get the most effective results out of it? And actually, we, we were... The way we actually started this was a little bit more about... It was more selfish, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> it was to... To assuage our fears, right? It was like, uh, let's find out if we are relevant Mm -hmm. or what we are offering, you know, people uh, want, right? Mm -hmm. And so we designed those questions around answering that, getting to that, those answers, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the first question was, are entrepreneurs in Nairobi experiencing accelerator fatigue due to overexposure? That's the question we had for ourselves. Exactly. And so we had to design a survey that would get to that mm-hmm. right uh, the second question was beyond help fundraising mm-hmm. do entrepreneurs see any value in accelerators yeah. right is it just hey i mean i'm just coming here to get <laughs> to get that money <laughs> you know what i mean and you know that's actually yeah that's a huge problem and it's a huge assumption that we had we're gonna go through it as, as we continue but yeah that mm-hmm. was a big one for me yeah i mean that's what we thought right yeah. we thought that must be the case exactly right? yeah. um, and how well do entrepreneurs understand accelerators mm-hmm. right you know what is an accelerator? If you ask, if you ask every other person, will they have a different answer, mm-hmm. or or is there a common understanding of what an accelerator? Do they, does, do, yeah. do they know what to expect from mm-hmm. an accelerator? Um, and then the f- fourth question was, what are the top ecosystem mm-hmm. gaps yeah. entrepreneurs struggle with? Right, yeah. just to kind of get make it more open, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, just tell us what's yeah. what you guys using your own words. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was a five survey question, uh, five question survey rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sent it out through WhatsApp and, 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 and uh, LinkedIn and pretty yeah. much hit up all the entrepreneurs we knew, ecosystem actors, and right. yeah. yeah. It was heavily geared towards entrepreneurs yeah, for entrepreneurs. Yeah. And the survey got about 87 responses, which is a statistically significant sample to kind of be represented. Very significant right? sample, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, and in terms of results, you want to kind of take the first one? and Yeah. So, um, the first question. So for the first one, the first question we had was, have you ever attended an accelerator? And out of all the responses, around 38% was yes. And then around 63% was no. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, can I move to the next one? No, I guess let's talk a little bit about that. In, in my view, what was our expectation? I, I, I was surprised by this result. Yeah. Right? What, 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 what I, were your thoughts? I would have thought the numbers would have been flipped. Oh, really? Yeah. That was my, again, my paranoia, right? <laughs> Oh, there are a lot of people have actually... Yeah, I, I thought like, oh shit, there's all these intervention programs oh. and, and accelerators running around and and I guess maybe... And, and and so I thought those numbers would have been flipped. 
no, I thought but then yeah, I get that. Cuz I think the difference for me is most of the people I was engaging with are very chinyamaji. They don't even know what an accelerator is. Mm. So actually for me this was surprising with like, oh, like this many people have actually been to accelerators. Ah, so you saw it the other yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's why for me I'm just like, eh, this is exp-. like actually for me This is what you thought. Yeah, okay. cuz okay. most people I know are just switching so yamaji, they don't even know what's happening in the ecosystem. Mm, it's just like, ah, this thing in Gong Road and people running around in I have, they don't understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, interesting. The second question was um, uh-huh. how likely are you to attend an accelerator in the future? So we had likely unlikely and never so likely was around 68% unlikely was 30% and never was 1% right and <clears throat> i thought never would be more <laughs> <laughs> i thought people would be like man i'm done with this thing yeah i know <laughs> for me it's like never like why why would i want to do this yeah <laughs> right mm-hmm. but now it's interesting because you know when you say that you know most of most of your most of your network is chilean imagine mm-hmm. why would you think they would never just because they, they had don't bad news, they don't see the like I, they don't see the value okay like that's in my head because i'm trying to think of myself when i was still an entrepreneur or, you know mm-hmm. me three years ago mm-hmm. until i understood how effective accelerators could be to just more like i want to sit in a class and right. learn you how to build it. like right. which is not which, which is not what accelerators exactly are, right and that is part of the problem because <laughs> that misconception of what that's part of the problem got it yeah. okay mm-hmm. fair enough so yeah i mean this to me i was also kind of I was like holding my breath when we were looking at the data. I was like, yeah, people would be like, I'm never going to do anything close to an accelerator. But wow, I mean, 68 people, 70% are likely yeah. to attend, right? And that's a unlikely, unlikely doesn't mean never, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, I, this was a surprise. And actually thing. something, I, when I was sitting down going through this thing, most of the people who are unlikely would we'd find out people who've been to an accelerator yeah. so that was very interesting for yeah. me yeah. that's something i don't ever search more in the in the future yeah to find out who the unlikely is were yeah, and like why which, what accelerator <laughs> were they in or what experience what was the issue yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. um third question mm-hmm. what would be your number one reason for attending an accelerator so we had three things to speed up growth fundraising and avoiding mistakes So speeding up growth garnered around 55%, fundraising 28% and avoiding mistakes 16%. Right. Yeah. So when you aggregate those numbers you realize so basically this 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 question was designed to to identify whether fundraising was the reason why it reason people go to accelerators. Yeah. And 70% more than 70% of the people went for different reasons. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's very interesting. That what what does that really actually mean yeah. right because yeah this is my most shocking like result mm. i didn't expect this i mm. thought more people would be like man i just want to get money and right. so more like people are looking for information and they're looking for an know how networks right? yeah. yeah they're looking for an understanding of how to to execute how exactly. to prosecute their their idea yeah and that's an amazing thing to learn yeah. yeah i mean that that speaks to to me that suggests that people are understanding that yo it's not just about capital mm-hmm. right it's it's about knowing how to do things yeah 100% right? um and that is that that could be signs of a, of an ecosystem that's maturing yeah. like people are uh, i would i would love to actually dig a little bit more into this mm-hmm. unfortunately you know uh, i guess we will maybe do another survey another day and, yeah. and kind of find out a little bit more what 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 who who are who are the respondents here and kind of tease this tease this out a little bit more i yeah. don't know yeah 100%. um fourth question 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in your opinion, which is the world's best accelerator? So this is a very interesting one. So initially we had the options as Y Combinator, Google Launchpad, and Texters. And then I remember, I remember insisting, let's add it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> so that actually ended up being very interesting because 44% was YC. Then 42% was I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then 6% or 7% was Google Launchpad. Then around 5.7% was Techstars. Right, right. Yeah. This is a very interesting kind of a... Because this was the one that would give an indication of... Do people know what an accelerator, what a good accelerator is? Exactly. Or what the, you know. So this for us was more of kind of like a litmus test and mm-hmm. the understanding of of the concept, uh, a qualitative understanding of what, what an accelerator is. Yeah. Right? So why Combinator coming in at 44, almost 45%, and I don't know coming in at almost 43%. That's pretty much equal. Right. Yeah. So so that's... Half of our How do you interpret that? Yeah. How yeah. do you interpret that... that, that uh, that data, right? How do you interpret that? So I rem- when I look at this, the first thing I thought about was we've had a discussion about how something like YC is the, is the oldest, okay, not oldest, but one of the most successful startups in the world that no one knows about. That no one, no one looks at as a startup. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they but know like, about it. Yeah, but... they know about it, but then they don't really think about it in that sense. Mm. And you find most people do not... They don't understand the power that can come out of an accelerator done the right way. Right, right. And you know, to be fair, what you know, one thing is mm-hmm. is YC is a very different uh, value proposition, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And I do not believe YC could be successful in any other part of the world, mm-hmm. the way it's constructed right mm-hmm. now. Um, I had the chance to actually have a, an hour and a half conversation with the CEO of YC in December when I when I took the trip to mm-hmm. to Silicon Valley. And Michael and I had a, had a really kind of like a, you know, bond burning conversation about, you know, how I was trying to understand how they do what they do and why they're successful. What's the secret ingredients behind, behind what they do? And and kind of when I when when he kind of explained to me what their core is, mm-hmm. right? They they basically have the business of fundraising, helping the best helping the best entrepreneurs they can find get access to capital. Uh, and, and of course, they provide a, a lot of uh, value-add services, but given the fact that they can attract the best of the best, mm-hmm. they tend not to have to do a lot of cleanup or oh, okay. that type of stuff, oh, okay. which is very interesting. So, But even then, they set up startup schools and all these other things, but at, at the end of the day, they are a fundraising platform mm-hmm. for the best entrepreneurs no. around the world, and that's, okay. that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, anyway, uh, what this data kind of t- tells me is like, yeah, okay, there's some people who who don't know what a good accelerator is. Yeah. Half, half, half the respondents almost yeah. don't know what an excel- a good accelerator is. Hmm. Um, so even how would they be able to analyze whether they need one or how to choose which one they should go to, right? So very, true. very, very interesting. And honestly, to be fair, in my head, I'm thinking. For example, when when something like YC was starting, what we what we're discussing, the ecosystem was pretty much very young at that stage. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the model changes as they move forward because I would understand, you know, an accelerator having a very strong funding focus when in a mature ecosystem of because course. people are already there mentally. You're not you're not fighting mindset issues. You know, people are already there. Market access, no, no problems. So, exactly. So that's it's the same thing. The, yeah. Silicon Valley could only exist 
in 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 North America in America yeah. because of all the <coughs> underlying conditions mm-hmm. right number one uh, market access right mm-hmm. uh, when you work in in those startups don't have the same go to market challenges that we might have yeah. one just being lack of data lack of who's the fortune 500 in but Africa who's your customer you don't even <laughs> you can't do the basics like we still have yeah, yeah. yeah. so so just knowing who to go to and mm-hmm. then uh, having access to them mm-hmm. having people who've actually sold stuff to those companies who can actually bring relationships with existing executives in those companies mm-hmm. and you know uh, venture platforms like uh, venture firms like um, Andreessen Horowitz yeah. They actually have an executive briefing center mm-hmm. as part of their value proposition so that if they invest in you, what they do is they have relationship with the Fortune 500 yep. CIOs and mm-hmm. CTOs and, and CEOs. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they fly them over mm-hmm. to uh, uh, Sand Hill Road and, 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 and bring them to this executive briefing center so startups can pitch their ideas to them. Wow. So, <laughs> so, so, that's, so when you think about that, yeah. you're like, okay, it's, it's a whole different value proposition. So yeah. the gap between startup and and traction and growth mm-hmm. is is very binary, man. You either got it or you don't. Yeah. Right. There's there's not. And so, so so, what that means is that capital becomes a very important. It, it, capital capital becomes a very relevant thing. Yeah. Very soon. Right, hundred uh, percent. And then the mindset issues mm-hmm. that uh, uh, we also have, which I think are, are significantly problematic, yeah. right? Because um, the folks who go to YC, they're looking to build scaled up, high growth. They're already there. They're already there. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. they're not. They're not looking to say, ah, you know, do I need, you know, like I'm doing this thing. And... Yeah, they're not looking to build a survival business. Yeah. They're looking to build a, an enterprise. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so they're ready in their mind to absorb the capital. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Let's move on to the next one. So ideally... The next question was the open response yeah. uh, question. Uh, which, so, mm-hmm. the list of three things. Yeah, go ahead. You think startups in Nairobi need. So ideally for that, the results we had were very diverse, of course, because it was a couple of, just in people's words, exactly. ideally. Exactly. So I remember trying to think the best way to... Organize that. Yeah, and I was yeah. trying to do a word cloud, and but then Mark did an amazing job with that, so... <laughs> This was this was my uh, Christmas period project to kind of <laughs> solve this problem. Yeah. Uh, so of course, the thing that was coming up again and again was capital. That was almost kind of pretty much on everybody's yeah right response. So I think I can I, I see like we have percentages for that. So response rate for that was around eighty eight percent, and then we had of course mentorship and quality advisors, which we think is the same thing. Yeah. Right. And then we had support network and environment, which was coming in at number three. And then those knowledge, skills, and experience. Which, which, which you can translate that to... I mean, what does that actually mean? So the way I translate that mm-hmm. is, you know, no, it's having good co-founders mm-hmm. and a good team. Right? Okay. So how do you... Every single... Every person has a certain set of knowledge, mm-hmm. Right but they may not have everything that is required and they may not even be capable of having the skills and the knowledge required to to, to build a startup, okay. to start a company and move it forward. There are different pieces that are required. Generally speaking, you have a technical co-founder, a business co-founder, or mm-hmm. a domain expert in some way. So bringing together the people with different dis- disparate skill knowledge sets, yeah. and skill sets mm-hmm. and, and, and experience. Mm-hmm. So that speaks so to people. That's That speaks to... Uh, uh, 
co-founding, finding the right co-founder. I've, I've, I've spoken to entrepreneurs who struggle with getting co Getting good co-founders is really hard. Yeah. That's a problem. 100%. And then also beyond co-founders is the, the, your executive team, mm -hmm. right? And, 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 you know, I was just listening to, you know, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the <clears throat> Vinod Kostler, um podcast by on YC that they just pushed out last week and they were talking about this very thing yeah. about having uh, what he calls a kitchen cabinet mm -hmm. the founding team mm -hmm. right of three or four kind of uh, folks who bring that knowledge skills and experience to the table mm -hmm. so that you can execute and the reality of the situation is it's you I'm seeing a little bit more of people pursuing that approach to be to be fair right okay. when I look at the startups in our first cohort mm -hmm. You're, you're seeing a little bit more, you're seeing less singular individual founders and people thinking about, hey, you know what? I need knowledge, skills, and experience, so I better go find somebody yeah. who I can work with. Um, 100%. And that's that's how startups are built. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. No, I mean, yeah. So the, so if, when we dig a little bit deeper into this and kind of unpack it, mm -hmm. um, we've talked a little bit about the surprising results, right? Um but the key insights, let's mm -hmm. talk about the key insights. Oh, okay. Okay. Right? Um, so there are a couple, around five of them. So if you reduce all that, of course, capital, we discussed that. We had the support networks and spaces. But let's talk about capital a little bit. Yeah. In terms of, it wasn't just capital, capital, capital. Bring a good point. So something actually that caught my eye was people just don't want money. They want the right money. Exactly. Right. So that's patient capital. That's investors with entrepreneurial experience. And these are pretty much words that entrepreneurs are using themselves. Yeah, these are quoted quotes yeah, from the responses. Exactly, those accessible network of local angels and VCs. Right. And those uh, good investors, not those with erroneous terms. Yeah. So that was very interesting for me because people want, they want local money. And they want in, like investors who, who have the... Who understand the journey. Yeah. Right, who can actually add value. Yeah, and that translates to now patient capital because right. if someone understands the journey and understands what, what it takes to build a business then... Right. Yeah. Right. There's there's a there's a kind of like a synergy there. There's a, there's a meeting of minds. Mm -hmm. There's a kindred spirit yeah. uh, type of thing. Somebody can actually bring more than, than money to yeah. the conversation. Actually, yeah. Thank you for reminding me about that. I thought that was a that yeah. was a big one. Yeah. Right. Um. And then the the other one was the yeah the support networks and spaces, which for me was very interesting and especially around the spaces bit because when you're on the outside looking in, there's a lot of events. There's a lot happening. <laughs> right. So why do like entrepreneurs and still feel as if something is not connecting. Mm, there's, mm. there's a missing needle. Mm. So that for me is very interesting. And I remember us having a conversation with an entrepreneur last year with Mark and them talking about what they feel when they, they're seated in an event, when they try to go for one of the many evening events, targeting entrepreneurs and, you know, when they're seated and listening and it, there's, there's a missing, yeah, and there's a missing middle in terms of, they don't, whatever is being discussed, you know, relatable to their everyday sort of... And, and, and let's, let's make it a little bit even more cultural yeah. than that. I mean, the reality of is, is the visible ecosystem is uh, very westernized, yeah. right? It's, it's populated by people, generally speaking, running these events mm -hmm. who come from Western world, uh, yeah. the Western world. And even if, it's, even if they're Kenyans, right, mm -hmm. they've been exposed to that world. Mm -hmm. I mean, the present company very much... You know, included, yeah. and so people feel like I, you know, I mean, they, they, how many, you know, the average, the average Nairobian mm -hmm. is hasn't necessarily lived uh, in a in a Western capital, mm -hmm. and so I think this to me this said that people don't feel don't feel that those these spaces are not serving what they are this need of people for accessing networks, 
collaborate they're not fostering collaboration because okay. they're feeling like this is that's not working mm -hmm. if there are so many events but people are still asking for this yeah that's that's kind it's of a very interesting because for me this was like okay what's yeah. happening what, what is needed yeah, yeah what's what needed, needed? and yeah. you know i'll relate this back to some of this <clears throat> some of my friends uh, in the ecosystem who uh, who are some of the the old, the old guard so to speak or folks who've been around for the last 10 years mm -hmm. and when when i have and the Nile Labs were getting started. Basically, there were congregation spaces mm -hmm. that were very kind of open arms, and they were trying to figure themselves out. So there were just places where, you know, people interested in in in, in innovation and tech and startups would just hang out yeah. and build networks. Mm -hmm. And it's it, it, they say from from those folks from their own words, it's like. It's a very different thing than, than th those, those spaces have evolved because they need to, to, to sustain themselves yeah, and kind of build a business model. Mm -hmm. But back in the day, they were kind of more, you know, grant funded. Mm -hmm. And so they could have a little more laser fair kind of approach. And I actually had the same exact conversation with someone else because I remember by then I was much younger. But then most of the companies that were coming up had same people, same faces. And it was a group of people meeting and that's where people found co-founders. and Exactly. Develop the understanding. Exactly. So some of the big organizations that are coming up, the Akira Chicks and, and so on, ideally all this came up from exactly. such spaces exactly. and the co-founders found each other there and yep. it was just amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I mean, some of the, <clears throat> some of the most uh, talented, uh, high-quality um, folks that I know in the ecosystem mm -hmm. were part of those, those, those groups, right? Exactly. Uh, you know, I have friends who are CTOs right now at different startups, and they talk about those days. Yeah. And so I guess what this says is that while these uh, spaces have been forced to kind of evolve, be, evolve to have developed sustainable models, those sustainable models have actually locked out mm -hmm. because you know, they've locked out one energy. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true, by the way. Right? So yeah. what's happening to the current generation of younger emerging mm -hmm. professionals, entrepreneurs, where are they congregating, mm -hmm. Right. That that's moved on, that's a big and they, that's a big problem. Yeah, that's a big problem. 100%. Um, cool. Now on to the next one. Oh, okay. So the next one was knowledge, skills, and experience. We touched on this a bit, but then just having <coughs> the so in a mature ecosystem, this gaps this gaps can be bridged through you know accelerators and former founders turning into angel investors and VCs and consultants and co-founders and employees. So, yeah, we can talk more yeah. about that. We, we, we covered this yeah. a little bit. Yeah, so, I mean, these are some of the key insights that uh, I guess what we, what net net is that as an emerging ecosystem, we are still, we still need to build capacity. Yeah, 100%. That's just, that's just a natural part of uh, maturation. Yeah. Then the next one is a very interesting one, having experienced mentors and advisors. Yeah, who possess first-hand uh, experience, you know, yeah. and can Startups. provide practical, mm -hmm. useful advice to yeah. entrepreneurs. Yeah, right? this is something we, I think we've talked about before. Right. right. Yeah. We and even the, even yeah. the the Endeavor report talks a little bit about that. Exactly. Actually, basically, it's built around yeah. <laughs> around that that, that and we concept. We covered that in a in, in like one or two podcasts before. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting when some of the things where we've been talking about coming up when you're talking to people. Right. Yeah, and the last one was professional service providers. So this is ideally all the people who are needed to get a startup moving. Is yeah. it HR, legal, finance, tax? And yeah. The professional services yeah. infrastructure. So you find, because we haven't, we, we, we don't, our business environment hasn't been building startups, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what we've been doing. Yeah. But now startups are at the point where they're, being, they're, they're maturing and they're moving forward. Mm -hmm. And they need these services that they can that can answer these questions, yeah. like, right? So can provide uh, legal mechanics that a startup 
oriented, mm-hmm. not corporate, right? Yeah. So we need people with that expertise. You know, if people can provide good financial modeling mm-hmm. um, to startups. You'd be shocked at how many, none of the startups that we work with have financial, a financial, financial model. model yeah. Big deal. And then in, in tax and all that other stuff. Yeah. So the professional services infrastructure still is also the same thing as knowledge, skills, and experience. We need to build that capacity. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we look at this, we have architected our program to actually address these things, right? hundred percent. Right. So yeah. that's, that's an exciting thing. Yeah, we've already been talking to several, you know, professionals in the spaces and, you know, people who have an eye out and are learning and understanding how startups work and building these frameworks and yeah. it's, it's amazing, actually. No, yeah, actually, I just, today, just today I just got a, a confirmation from uh, uh, somebody I was, I, was, I was looking to recruit to come yeah. and be an, an in-house kind of part-time legal yep. professional and what we want to do with that person is expose them to startups mm-hmm. so they can actually start to develop that uh, understanding of what what startups need do mm-hmm. their research and kind of support us uh, support the startups that we work with so yep. I just got like he's he's on board yep. um, some good news from uh, from that uh, from a, a new team member that will be joining us it's amazing actually do you know that's so why I'm like yes <laughs> but yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean that's kind of like the survey. We mm-hmm. this is a great um, place to this is this is a great place to kind of walk into 2019 with eyes wide open. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, that's we're excited about you know uh, we're excited about that. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we're gonna post uh, the link to the to the report to the full report itself. We're gonna put it online on our social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. So that you can actually go and read through it and see some of the things, you know, in more detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can follow us at uh, on Twitter. We are at IA Network Tweets. Yeah, that's yeah, at IA Network Tweets, and uh, we also have a LinkedIn page. Uh, our website, our URL is impactafrica.network. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, all our pages are Impact Africa Network. Yeah, so very easy to find. Yeah. So feel free to hit us up if you have any comments about the report, any questions, any thoughts. We'd love to hear We'd from you. We'd love to hear from you. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yep.